forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And uh, it's a comedy podcast from silly people who are scared of everything. So this is less like um, listening to something that's actually going to terrify you and more like your godmother calling you being like, did you read in the news that all those kids are being sucked underwater? So don't don't go to that beach where the kids are getting sucked underwater. (laughs) That is what we are. It's very much like the undertow can get you even if it's only your feet in the water. Yeah. And you, th- they have the charts up about how you can see the undertow, but the deal is sometimes it doesn't look like that. And that's why they call it undertow. Because yeah. if it's under your feet, you're done. You're dead. Yeah. It's like, you know, just like you can't see the dust bunnies under my bed, you know? <laughs> oh my God. She's so drunk all the time. She is hot. She, doesn't, she didn't understand that wine coolers have wine in them. She didn't know. She's like, they're cooler. No, they're cooler it, than it's, wine. It's to cool the wine down. That's it's like it's like it's <laughs> to cool the wine. Oh my god, Andrew, how are you? How have you been cooled today? How I got have I been cooled? Well, uh, on the date of recording, it is a uh, husband of the pod, Chris Ryan's birthday today. <gasps> Good, happy birthday to the king, to the king, and to the composer of our lovely theme music. Um, he has. He's just. He's a very easy birthday boy. Um, we have just ordered the food he likes. I got stuff to make um, like blue raspberry slushies. He's oh. very satisfied. And Anna, so wholesome. you and Jason very kindly sent over some very delicious cookies that we are going ham on. Oh, good. Jason will be happy to know that they were good. Yes, very, I did nothing. A very nice birthday gift. Uh, we're just going off on these cookies. It's so fun when your significant other has a birthday because then it's a little bit like you have a birthday <laughs> too. It's like when your sibling had a birthday growing up and you're like, hmm, this could be good for all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. And and look, I can we can talk about this because I've been single as a turtle my whole life. <laughs> Um, well, happy birthday to husband of the pod. Happy birthday. And Anna, how has your Sunday been? I've been having the opposite sort of day instead of like wholesome focusing on someone I love. I've just been like staring and looking at, um, the army hammer DMs (laughs) so bad. I already, I was born with not a great brain and I'm making it so much worse by just opening my head and exposing it to this stuff. It's really wild, isn't it? And speaking of scary stories, oh. <laughs> um, this is what we do. And I'm going to read a story from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark books. Um, this one is fantastic. And we have not done it yet, oh, despite it being fantastic. Um, and the story is called Aaron Kelly's Bones. Oh, Anna. I love this one. Thrilled, thrilled that you're reading it today. It's the only one that has a tagline, too. That's true. It has the illustration, which we'll talk about later. And underneath it says, how that dead man danced. (laughs) Aaron Kelly was dead. They bought him a coffin and had a funeral and buried him. But that night he got out of his coffin and he came home. His family was sitting around the fire when he walked in. He sat down next to the window and he said, what's going on? You all act like somebody died. Who's dead? 
His widow said, you are. I don't feel dead, he said. I feel fine. You don't look fine, his widow said. You look dead. You'd better get back to the grave where you belong. <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> I'm not going back to the grave until I feel dead, he said. Since Aaron wouldn't go back, his widow couldn't collect his life insurance. Oh. Without that, she couldn't pay for the coffin. And the undertaker said he would take it back. Small business owner. Mm-hmm. Aaron didn't care. He just sat by the fire, rocking in a chair and warming his hands and feet. But his joints were dry and his back was stiff. And every time he moved, he creaked and cracked. One night, the best fiddler in town came to court the widow. (laughs) Since Aaron was dead, the fiddler wanted to marry her. The two of them sat on one side of the fire and Aaron sat on the other side, creaking and cracking. How long do we have to put up with this dead corpse? The widow asked. <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> Something must be done, the fiddler said. This isn't very jolly, Aaron said. Let's dance. The fiddler got out his fiddle and began to play. Aaron stretched himself, shook himself, got up, took a step or two, and began to dance. When his old bones rattling and his yellow teeth snapping and his bald head wagging and his arms flip-flopping, around and around he went. With his long legs clicking and his knee bones knocking, he skipped and pranced around the room. How that dead man danced. But pretty soon, a bone worked loose and fell to the floor. Well, look at that, said the fiddler. Play faster, said the widow. Laugh track. (laughs) The fiddler played faster. Crickety-crack, down and back, the dead man went hopping. His dry bones kept popping. This way, that way, the pieces just kept popping. Play, man, play, cried the widow. The fiddler fiddled, and dead Aaron danced. Then Aaron fell apart, collapsed into a pile of bones, all except his bald headbone that grinned at the fiddler, cracked its teeth, and kept dancing. Look at that, groaned the fiddler. Play louder, cried the widow. Ho, ho, said the headbone. Ain't we having fun? The fiddler couldn't stand it. Widow, he said, I'm going home. And he never came back. The family gathered up Aaron's bones and put them back in the coffin. They mixed them up so he couldn't fit them together. After that, Aaron stayed in his grave. But his widow never did get married again. Aaron had seen to that. The eh. Wow. Ultimately, a story about death panels. It is. <laughs> yes. You need the money, so they got to be dead. They got to be dead. Wow. Oh, my God. Anna, this one's really fun. This one it truly reads as a multi-camera sitcom along the lines of Everybody Loves Raymond, yes. King of Queens. It's so fleshed it, out. Unlike Aaron Kelly. Hey, hey. <laughs> there's so much to say. Yeah. Uh, we've got some very classic scary stories to tell in the dark. Alvin Schwartz hallmarks in right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You've got first name, last name. That's you take a shot if you're doing the drinking game. Um, Aaron Kelly was dead. Very simplistic. They bought him a coffin and had a funeral and buried him. We're just telling you what happened. <laughs> it is very, if you may allow me to use a phrase. It's very bare bones. Very bare bones. This is associated press of scary stories. You know, it's like they're just telling you what happened. No one. This is. No one has an accent. It, it very much is C-SPAN. <laughs> um, and 
Okay, where do we even start with the story? Well, should we start with the illustration? Because it's it's the first thing we see when we go to the story. This illustration is great. This illustration looks like a lot of people that I follow on Instagram. Just very happy, nude, and dancing. Yeah, this is... Um, This is... If you are if you are of Irish descent, this is sort of the best body that you could hope for before you <laughs> die, I think. Yeah, this is the sort of Irish person who goes jogging every day. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like my mom. Yep. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. Um, this is, uh, it's a dancing dead man Mm -hmm. and, uh, eyes are closed. Mouth is smiling with teeth showing there's a tooth missing. Yes. Which we don't know if that's because he's dead or because, you know, he had a tooth missing. (laughs) Um, and he's got some very, very characteristic Stephen Gamble drips. Yes. Let's take another shot. Um, the arms are outstretched and it is sort of my favorite kind of corpse, Andrew. I don't know about you, but I like... When there's skin on it and the skin is sort of mummy-ish. Right. I mean, that's – and that's just facts. You're not going to be bones right away. You're not. Yeah. This has been, what, a week? It's, and I think corpses got dead faster back then. Oh, what, they got dead way faster back then for sure. Yeah. They got stinky and stanky. <laughs> that's why the cemeteries um, are so far away from town. Well, people didn't moisturize back then, so they were drier. That's a so very they, good they, point. They, they mummified faster. Think about that when you're putting on your hyaluronic acid. You're gonna you're gonna rot so much faster because of how moist and supple you are. Um, and he's got two little nipples, which I think is sort of like scandal. Shocking. The only two nipples we see in the in the whole three books, which I'm glad about. <laughs> That's true. I'll have to take another look at Wolf Girl, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think Wolf Girl's fully covered in fur. But yeah, we. That's true. We are. We're getting nipple here. We're getting full. Well, we're getting profile nipple. Yeah, but this would two of them. This would on Instagram. This would definitely the algorithm would stop for a second and be like, "Hmm, wait." And the body is sort of tight. I have to say, abs, ribs, abs, side oblique abs on the sides. Shocking, yeah. And then um, the one of the arms is popping off at the elbow, and it's Mm -hmm. very bony. And the hand is going flying away. And then the feet are just a mess of bones. They're falling apart, splintering to bits. Yeah. And the thighs are sort of hangy raggedy flesh hanging over bone which i really like too yeah that's what i this is very that's what butts look like when you die and that is just an important (laughs) that's an important thing for all of us to remember just humility wise your butt's gonna look bad when you die and that's just it oh i was looking at the left leg the one that's behind okay okay we hadn't even gotten to butts yet okay oh yeah the butt but the butt also is very much like mom butt um yeah the butt has not rotted at the same rate as the rest of the body i will say no the butt is a prosciutto. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, great. And it says underneath how that dead man danced, sort of in a fun, 
like uh, if you've got sort of a ghosty, like a witchy coffee shop in your hometown? I there, I don't know why this is just popping into my head, Anna, but something about this feels like it would be such a such a great but also terrifying full poster for like a third grade teacher to have in their class. Oh God, for what? I don't know. Just sometimes for the human body. Sometimes, sometimes teachers would have like posters of illustrations from books on their on their wall in ele- elementary school. And this sure. one, I mean, actually, no. As I'm saying that, this makes no sense because like, they could not have a naked body on there. I forget everything I'm saying. Send me to jail. He is blocking his genitals with his leg, which I think is kind of very coquettish. Right. We don't know. We don't know anything about him. He could be a Ken doll for all we know. We know a lot about his behavior, and I have to say, I feel bad for this widow because Aaron Kelly seems like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For someone who's like, their attitude isn't like, I miss being alive. I miss you. I love you. I'm not ready to die. His attitude is like, hey, why don't you go to hell? I'm a dead guy and I'm in your house. Yeah, this story definitely, Anna, this story definitely takes place on Massapequa. I, I, it just... <laughs> It does. My hometown and hometown of husband of the pod. Yes. It feels very much like the way the husband and wife interact, um, him being like, uh, I'm not going anywhere. Like, well, well, I'm just bored. You know, it very much is that also like a man third wheeling his ex-wife's first date is the sign of a man who was um, a big problem and not to be trusted. (laughs) That's a really good point. Like, I'm not leaving. This is my house. I paid for it. It's really scary. A fiddler's come to town and he's going to. F- that is so funny to me. She wanted the fiddler, which I she get it. I know when a fiddler comes to town, especially back then, you're not going to do much better than a fiddler. You know, you're not like he's not making you rich at all, but she already has a house and she needs She's got the insurance money coming in. She can afford yeah. to marry a, like a fun kind of like a hot. I'm picturing. I, I, I'm not picturing anyone in particular, but I feel like the fiddler's kind of smoking. Yeah, I'm a definitely hot young thing. Like that's the that's yeah. very much the vibe of fiddler. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe um, he'll steal your laptop, but like he's so fun. You know, <laughs> the ladybird is just sort of ghosting around. Come here, come here. She's a good. Do people ghost. like hearing the dog on the pod, or is this the sort of thing that should get edited out? I can't tell. Come on. No, up. I think I think people really wait for the ladybird moment. You Lady know, bird. she's she's acting like a little snake. She's like making herself low to the ground and walking in a, a circle to her bed. <laughs> Anna, yes. at one point, I think you described Ladybird as being a master of being quietly upset, which I really love a lot. <laughs> She definitely is. Yeah. Oh, she's fine. It's one of my favorite things. But it's it's oh, the she... sort of friend it's the sort of friend who you kind of love having around who's like who's always something's always a little bit wrong, but it's kind of fun and charming. Yeah, yeah I know. It's that's her thing. My yeah, little oh, dog. Sure. Oh, hello. Um, so Anna, this is one of the comedic scary stories. I, I was gonna say, I always found this to be really disturbing. I know. I, I think it's like I didn't like thinking about adults behaving irrationally as a kid like that always really disturbed me i was like this is too much um and also from the illustration i was like why do they never mention the fact that this is a dead naked man in the home like that uh, that that always bugged me because it's like this is a dead naked man dancing around and he's falling apart like i don't need to i don't need to spell it out do i she could she couldn't afford the maybe the the undertaker took the suit back. Oh my gosh, you're right. This is a sequel to the brown suit. That's true. Wow, brown suit. We already did it. Look through the archives. Already did it. Um, um, oh my god. So what else is scary to you about this, Andrew? I, we were talking about the 
the funny side of it. Um, yeah. Do you think it's funny or do you think it's more scary? Well, I do think it's very funny. I think it's a thing that the more I think about it, I'm like, that would suck. Also, to be eternally cock-blocked by your dead husband that it's no insane. one ever – no one ever is going to marry you again because they are worried that a dead body is going to come and dance. And if you don't play an instrument, you're SOL, you know? Yeah. I also sort of take away from this that the um, that the fiddler is a big gossip and that he told everybody what happened, which really oh. hurt her chances with other people. He is an enemy to women, the fiddler, I will say. I don't like the fiddler, but I'm yeah. sad that she didn't marry him. Is that I bad? He, well, here's the thing. He could have been... It, like it, it could have been a them against the world thing if they had married. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like she maybe could have been a good influence on him. Like like she's kind of an um she's good at grounding him. He's good at uh um getting her to step outside of her comfort zone and they're like a good couple that way. But if he's not married to her, like he's gonna be he's not a person who's like, Well, we can still be friends, you know? Right, of course. I could also see it going the other way, and and he kind of makes her skunkier, and uh, she thinks that that's fun, that's and they're funny. sort of skunky together. That's very funny. Um, but also, also a scary thing about this, um, the idea of teeth cracking. The whole dance portion yeah. is a nightmare, um, and that the the fiddler is scared. I remember something that always scared me about this as a kid, reading the story by myself on my mom's bed was like as she's like off in the house. Cause they had a nice bed. Um, the thing that really scared me was that the fiddler was scared, but was still having to play really fast. Mm, that's a good point. Which is like that he's terrified, but like actively participating in this was scary. What would be um, the funniest song for him to be playing on the fiddle? <laughs> I think ocean Avenue by, um, yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, Anna, I am very much in that world because my thought was toxic by Britney Spears. We're functioning, <laughs> we're functioning in the exact same year, like hot 40 yeah. list. Yeah. It's all, it's all happening there. It's all on TRL. Oh um, yeah. But that violin, <laughs> violins were big in like Oh two to Oh four in pop. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You just have to convince them to do weird hair. <laughs> this would be a great music video. Oh my God. You're right. This, it, it does. Like a girl's trying to move on and I'm dead, but I'm going and I'm messing with the guy. It's absolutely a Justin Timberlake music video. Oh my God. It's like if Justin Timberlake and my chemical romance combined, <laughs> like vibes. <laughs> that is, that's perfect. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, they'd hate each other. Now that we're already kind of transitioning into there, what, what do we think about casting? So we have, we have Justin Timberlake. Are, are we thinking that this is someone who's a talented dancer is that where we're going with casting or are we going against oh, type i love the idea of justin timberlake for this yeah. i think it's sort of a weird thing um i could see that i could see god who else um i mean christopher like, walken is definitely in there maybe that's true he dances he does dance i know sam rockwell does sort of like little um james brown style sort of oh yeah grooving this would definitely be the edgy if if this were um a martin mcdonough screenplay for sure yes. it's gonna be it's gonna be a rockwell vehicle oh but ultimately i think the part will go to offer only jason derulo <gasps> and that he'll just keep saying aaron kelly over and over oh okay yep that's that's number one <laughs> that's perfect well because i Anna, that's so funny you said that because i was thinking i was thinking of Jason Derulo for the Fiddler, and then I was like, "What if just oh. everyone's played by Jason Derulo in this?" Jason, oh my god! Um, 
What about? I'd love that. What about um the widow? The widow is Catherine Hahn. Oh, Anna. I will not be taking notes. It could be Pamela Adlin. It's um, Catherine Hahn is the perfect choice for this. You're so good at this. <laughs> I again, I should have been a casting director, but I'm <laughs> stubborn. Wow. Um, yeah. Please write in with who you think should play these parts. Um, Always I think Lady Bird would be good at um at the undertaker yeah i do think the undertaker would play himself ultimately oh yeah i love i love a sort of um uh cinema nouveau like casting a part of a person who actually is the thing you know yes yes i think that's very cool and i absolutely know what cinema nouveau means i i don't think that's a real thing i think i'm just borrowing a line from the movie bowfinger and it's something christine baranski (laughs) says i don't think that's a real oh I think what I meant was cinema verite, which is like, it's, we're just telling the truth, you know? Oh my God. Okay. Look, Andrew and I both went to the same college and didn't learn anything. It's like we learned terms, but we we just know to say them in certain contexts. I can't tell you anything about them. Yeah. Just the overall tone of it is like, I'm dead and you can go to hell. Yeah. And I don't care if you're happy because I'm not happy, which I would argue is like maybe a little bit of a problem with this country right now. Hmm. Maybe everyone's a little bit too like, I'm getting exactly what I want, and I don't care what happens to you. Pod scare America. Thank you very Pod much. Scare America. <laughs> that, oh my god. Functionally, that is what that podcast does. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think I also here's another thought in terms of casting Anna. Um, mm-hmm. In the animated version of this, this strikes me as like. Um, a European stop motion picture, you know, that would be like in another language, like Finnish or something. And it would get nominated for um, best animated feature. And you'd see a clip of it and be like, Oh, that looks interesting. But in your heart of hearts, you know, like the color scheme is too bleak for me to actually watch it. (laughs) Yes, correct. Um, Yeah. That is just, there's always one animated film. That's like, I'm sure this is amazing. And I just can't bring myself to be sad watching a cartoon, you know? No, I don't think I want to see a two-hour animated cartoon about dementia. (laughs) I think that's maybe not going to be what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the Warren Brothers' kids always described um, movies that they didn't want to see as movies that if you watched in the morning that you'd feel weird the whole rest of the day. Which I think is a very good way for, especially because oh like God. that was put into words when they were like children, and I think that I still do kind of feel that way. That is how most moms I know feel. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That the revelation that um, if a movie doesn't make you, f- if if a movie doesn't make you feel great or have like a catchy jingle that it's bad is, I get it. I get it. You know, it's, I get it. We get it. What we're saying is we get if it. If you work as a pharmacist, like you, like you want to see cats. That's what you want to see. And that's fine. I don't think there's any judgment about that. That's fine. And speaking of cats, Jason Derulo is in it. He's back. He's back. Was, oh my God. Is this true or apocryphal that he was mad about the size of his bulge, that it was not big enough, but that the joke was that the bulge was huge in cats, right? What's the difference between true and apocryphal at this point? Right. We're, we're living... all we're all like a coral. We all learn the same things at the same time. And... <laughs> wow. And um, see, now, Anna, that is a term that uh, you used very intelligently and that I could never do. 
Well, that's because I'm really smart. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Anna, thank you so much for for uh, bringing this story to our attention. Again, we're now in the period where sometimes we're going to get some real um, some real B sides, but also there are some that are kind of sleeper hits, like this one. Yes, there's plenty left. The stone yeah. is still bleeding. The stone is full of blood. Anna, um, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, yeah, something spooky happened to me this week. It was something that I did on purpose. I watched the trailer for um, this 2014 New Zealand film called Housebound, which yes. is about a woman who has to undergo house arrest in her mom's haunted house. And the, as soon as the a closet door opens in the trailer, I was like, well, I'm not sleeping uh, for a long time. Oh, I've heard such good things about that movie. We should watch it when the pandemic is over and uh, the world is uh, back to some modicum of normalcy. As soon as I get the vaccine, that's the first thing I'll do. Oh, that's a fun goal. I assume we'll be um, <laughs> never. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when we're 48 years old. Um, yeah, I that that movie. What is it about? Like New Zealand just knows what they're doing in terms of horror comedy. Uh, yeah, I guess it's because they're it's such a small place and they're all kind of isolated. Yeah, um, that like you kind of have to be funny and then things are scary. <laughs> I, that's I don't know um, anything. What we do in the shadows is from New Zealand, right? Taika. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Yeah, I just I just think they've nailed it. Oh, okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna look up yep. that trailer. Um, um, did anything spooky happen to you this week, Andrew? Yes. Oh my gosh. I had a nightmare that, um, Chris and I had a child who was possessed. Oh no. Um, and spoke in a very, okay. I, this, the trailer for a movie that came out 21 years ago has done so much damage to the top part of my brain. Um, there's a movie called, uh, uh, um, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't think of it. It's what, oh, stigmata. Uh huh. And I've never seen it. I just remember the trailer for it. I believe, um, it's, uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, is possessed by someone. And there is a scene in which her eyes are all white and she talks with a very low voice and it terrified me. And Ooh. that thing that I saw 21 years ago, probably, uh, at, uh, at the movies to see, you know, uh, lost in space or something. Um, <laughs> I, in the dream, it was that we had this kid who was sometimes completely normal. And then sometimes just like talked in a very low voice about things that it could put, it couldn't possibly know otherwise. Um, Ugh. I also think the fact that I just called the, the child, it means that I'm not ready for fatherhood, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, but it's no, but this was a spooky one. It scared me so much. And then I woke up Anna. And I, something about our apartment, the way the light plays off walls and things, we've had the demonic tree that looked like a man. Um, we had the shirt over the foot of the bed that looked like a horned demon. Um, of course. We had the the shirt in my closet that looked like a woman's whose legs were dangling and her hair was over her knees. Um, and then when I woke up, the reflection of the bulbous part of my bedside lamp had a light on it that looked like a little kid face staring at me and it was very scary. And, um, I just had to be up. I just had to be up for the, it was like five in the morning. I woke up and I was just up. No, because scary things can happen at 5. AM. They really can't. That is a spooky time. Yeah. It's not light out yet. Um, so that was my spooky thing. I do think, I mean, here's the deal. Here's what I learned from the dream. Okay. I do think I would be a good parent. I think Chris would as well. 
Um, I think if I were to discover that my child was possessed, like we would all just have to be on the same wavelength about like, um, just tell me when the possession is going to manifest. I just can't be surprised. <laughs> I need to know what it is and if it can hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if, if we're just having a quiet Sunday, be possessed away. If we're getting our pictures taken, can it wait? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like using the bathroom. Tell me before we go. That's really sweet. Yeah. As, uh, I think, I think you and Chris would raise a beautiful, lovely demon child. I think you'd handle <laughs> that you. really well. Thank you very much. That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, oh, I did have a scary thing happen where um, I <laughs> rolled over in my sleep onto Ladybird and she woofed. Oh. And then I, in my sleep, reached out and pushed Jason <laughs> away. I was like, Jason, the hell is wrong with you? Was it? A- and then in the morning, he was like, You rolled onto her. Oh my God. Wait. Because she likes to sleep between us. Yes. Because um, she wants us to break up. <laughs> and he was like, Well, at least she, um, at least we know that she'll peep. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't even imagine what that sound would be like, uh, like a defensive wolf from Ladybird. I guess it, it was like a whoop. Oh, oh, it was like, oh, that's nice. That's a friendly way of putting it. Like, oh, sorry, yeah. you're crushing me to death. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> imagine geez. that reality. If if you were just like, well, I love and trust these these people I'm sleeping with, but they could turn over and kill me. <laughs> Truly. At any, it's a thing that I think about all the time now. All the time. Um, well, everybody, just... we hope that you are not crushed in your sleep over the next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good goal to start with. Yeah, let's just start by not getting crushed to death in our sleep. Um, and one other good goal to set, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.